0: Happy New Year everybody, it is January 7th, 2022, and something I've been kicking around the idea about for a while, now yes, I will tell you now that I'm going to have to issue a trigger warning. I will also be putting a lot of ads in here to give people an opportunity to regain their composure. But in addition to that, I think it's time that I shared my story. I might have mentioned, I think I mentioned before about uh, the fact that I'm a sexual assault survivor. I'm a rape survivor. I was 13 at the time when it happened. And I'm going to go into detail about what happened. If if it happens to get bothersome, if you start experiencing symptoms of rape trauma syndrome or post-traumatic stress disorder or anything like that, I encourage you to reach out to to someone that you trust, whether it be a spouse, a brother, a parent, a sister, aunt, uncle, cousin. A close friend, domestic partner, a therapist, a doctor, okay? If it's going, if it's bothersome to you, it'll hold you back. And this has been bothering me since I was 13, like I had said already. So without further ado, I'm going to take a brief pause to throw an ad in, and we'll go from there. I'll be back in a, I'll be back in one minute. Okay, so here goes. started back in 1992, a month after I had turned 13, my grandfather died. I was taking it hard, and not even a week after my granddad was buried, I started experiencing bullying, you know, started out pretty innocuous, you know. Anyway, it ended up leading up to some pretty severe stuff to the point where my mom was called in (sighs) about a note that I supposedly had written. I had never seen that note until 2014 when I finally went and got copies of the original complaint or the petition, the whole smack, to send me to a state psychiatric hospital. An insane asylum, if you will. When I got there... They put me back onto a med that I was already on prior, a med called Ritalin, uh, the generic name for it is methylphenidate. It is a stimulant medication and the dosing schedule is very finicky. It has to be given every four hours in order to be therapeutic. Well, when you're in a place like a state hospital, you get treated to the worst doctors imaginable. You get treated to a physician who literally graduated in the 1940s from the local community college for uh, osteopathic medicine or, uh, surprisingly enough, managed to pull an M.D. degree from a box of Cracker Jacks. You also get treated to the possible, the worst possible, uh, psychiatrist that you could ever hope to never get. (laughs) I do apologize for that. My phone just blew up on me. Anyhow. The dose for that medication, for Ritalin, that I was on, they had me at one pill in the morning, one pill at dinner time, and one pill at bedtime. Well, when you are... Taking stimulant medications You can't be expecting To get much In the line of sleep I went for almost Two weeks Without sleeping And instead of adjusting The dosing schedule They They put me onto a sleeping pill Which Completely and utterly lambasted me. And when I say lambasted me, if I wasn't in bed within fifteen to twenty minutes after taking it, I would fall asleep where I was. If I was standing up, <laughs> yeah, you get the you get the hint there. I'd fall flat on my face, wake up, and wonder what the hell just happened. Okay. Anyhow. One night, I... took my pills like I normally did. And I'm going to pause here, because this is where... A trigger warning comes into play. I do apologize for that. Like I had said uh, at the end of the last segment, uh, a trigger warning is in effect. But anyhow, one night, and it was about halfway through my stay. Went to bed like I normally did, fell asleep, but I got woke up to a very severe pain. When I finally realized what was going on and where that pain was coming from, it was It was one of the orderlies. And he was inside me. I knew right then and there what was going on. The pain and the fear. Because here he is, brazen enough to do something like that. What's to say he would not be brazen enough to try to end me? I kept, I recall, I kept praying that I would make it through that. Kept going on for what seemed like hours, and then all of a sudden, he stopped. He stopped dead. Pulled out, zipped up, and on his way out the door, he turned and looked at me and said, Go ahead and tell whoever you want. Nothing is ever going to happen to me. After a little bit, what felt like another hour, I went and I I told a different orderly about what had happened. She took me to the staff table. Night watch was just coming on, and anyway, she looked at the night watch and it said do not allow anyone to approach him until I return. Nightwatch looked at her, said, not a problem. No one's going to, no one's going to mess with him. She turned and looked at me and said, I need to go. I'll only be ten minutes and I'll be back. said, you have my word on that. Anyway, she went, did whatever it was that she was needing to do, and it didn't even take her ten minutes. I looked at the clock as she was going, and whenever she came back, it was literally the span of five minutes. Anyway, she had said that. I needed to get seen by the on call physician. So, I go there. I end up going through a forensic examination. And If I ever had to go through that again, I would just skip the examination, personally. Personal preference. Because it was very invasive. I did not even want to be touched. I did not want anyone looking at me. I didn't want anyone probing me. And... If ever there was a redo, that would be it. I felt worse coming out of it than I ever did going through it or through the initial rate. Anyway, by the time that they were done poking, prodding, probing, and all of that, it was already about 3 in the morning. And... The orderly tells Night Watch, "Come morning, let him sleep as long as he wants." I guess she must have left a note in the staff log, you know, to let me sleep, because when I woke up. It was already 2 in the afternoon. The longest I had ever slept in my entire life. And it was not an easy sleep at all. Even now, I have difficulty sleeping. I still have nightmares. I still occasionally have flashbacks, anxiety attacks, panic attacks. You know, and, anyway, I'll be right back with you. My apologies on that. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to space this out so that it's not a shock all at once. Anyhow. A couple of days go by, and it was late afternoon. It was like literally about a half an hour before dinner was supposed to be served. I looked up, and the orderly that had raped me comes walking through the door. He looks at me, and he smiles. At that point in time, I had had enough. He was back. What was going through my mind was, I'm going to make this guy, I'm going to broadcast a crystal clear message to him that even though he did that to me, If he attempts it again, he was going to get messed up. So, I... Nonchalantly, I walked up towards him, acting like I was going to go to the bathroom, or go to the water fountain, or to my room, or what have you. I get less than a foot away from him... And I strike. I rammed my shoulder into his gut. Knocking him to the ground. And I got on top of him from behind. I had him in a rear naked choke hold. I mean literally sleeper hold. Put on full throttle. My legs were wrapped around him. And I was going to squeeze the life out of him. I was going to kill him right then and there. Anyway, it ended up taking eight other orderlies to separate me from him. The orderly that was working that I initially told pulled me aside... And said that the psychiatrist wanted to talk to me. That it was of utmost importance. I'm like, great, what now? You know, what could possibly be worse? You know, than having to face that idiot again. So, she takes me to him. She goes in, has a quick word with him, and then he calls me in. And he tells me that the state of Pennsylvania unfounded my report due to lack of evidence. I looked right at the psychiatrist, and I'm like, lack of evidence? I got poked, I got prodded, I had pictures taken of me, y'all took my clothes, y'all stuck things in places where normally that just doesn't happen too often, you know, and then there's a lack of evidence, let's get real here. What's going on? They based, The guy said basically that because of the fact that the state didn't deem that there was sufficient evidence to proceed with any kind of criminal hearing, that I was basically shit out of luck. He turned around and looked at me and said, with that in mind, do I have to worry about whether or not you're going to continue attacking him. I told him if I don't see him, I'm not gonna be able to attack him. And right now, I don't think you're gonna super glue a blindfold on me or gouge out my eyeballs. You know, so there's that. Anyway, he had said, Alright, for the remainder of your stay, he's going to get transferred to a different unit. Just to save face and keep you from trying to kill him. (sighs) To this day, I still have... The original psychiatric evaluations from when I was there. Uh, those evaluations have never mentioned a single thing about my experiences while I was there. Anyway, yeah. The state of Pennsylvania is so pathetic that they didn't even contact my mom to alert her to that. They never offered me any kind of specialized counseling or anything else like that. And to this day, it has messed with me in more ways than you can ever shake a stick at. But I credit that as one of my defining moments. I don't make excuses for it. I've been in trouble with the law, but I've never made that an excuse for why I got in trouble with the law. But at that exact same time, it intensified Feelings that were already there. It's also given me horrible, horrible memory. You know, I mean, case in point, I could meet you on the street. And you could tell me your name 20 times in the span of an hour. Even if I made a point to remember it, I would forget it. That's how bad my memory is. But... Had it not been for that... I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So... Now the part of me that's a human services clinician is going to speak. If you or someone you know or someone that you love has experienced sexual violence in some form, there are a ton of agencies coast to coast in the United States and likewise throughout the remainder of the world. Here in the US most notably are uh, well is rain. The rape and incest uh the rape and or the rape, assault and incest national network. I don't have their phone number offhand, but you can find them at r-a-i-n-n dot org. That is rain with two N's dot org. You can also get help through your local hospital. Every hospital coast to coast now is mandated to have what's called a SANE a sexual assault nurse examiner she or he is the one most of the time she is the one who conducts the uh, the sexual assault forensic examination you know evidence collection statement taking the whole smack you can reach out to them locally to where I am there are two organizations that help people who have been sexually abused and those are cross, the Crossroads Project through Jefferson County Community Action in Pennsylvania uh, and also Passages Incorporated Between both agencies, they serve Clarion, Jefferson, Clearfield, portions of Elk County, portions of Indiana County, and Armstrong County. And through medical accompaniment, uh, through legal accompaniment, through helping people, helping victims... In getting protection orders helping victims and getting sexual assault protection orders the help is out there those of you who know me on personal on my personal social media I can get the numbers rather quickly. I can't at the moment because of my recording, but those numbers are available online. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in and listening to my story. I hope that my story will empower you to do good, to be the help that someone needs in their darkest hour. I also want to thank you if you happen to be a subscriber. I want to thank you for your time and your patience with me. I know I don't upload all the time, but I do try to upload pretty frequently. Until next time, thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. I love you guys. You guys are the best.